our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. It's Hugh Freeze playing mind games with us. Are you kidding me? What he had to say about Jaden Daniels earlier this week has me thinking, is he doing one of these Hugh Freeze types of things before he goes off and tries to pull one of his patented upsets? We've seen him do this so many times. He Pulled an upset last year on the road in the SEC. He's beaten Alabama twice before. So when he is underrated, I guess you could say, or if he's going up against somebody elite, he is the antithesis of a Mark Stoops. He is the antithesis of a coach who complains about what he doesn't have. This is a guy who has all, all, always punched above his weight and you could say what you want about him personally he's not necessarily my cup of tea but the guy can flat out coach okay and this is a game that i have feared uh for quite some time here you go he said this earlier this week i don't think you can stop Jaden daniels and he also went on to say there are too many good weapons around him so do you believe Hugh Freeze is playing a mind game. Um, this could be a game, though, where LSU goes into it, where they have to run the football to win this game. I think Ron Roberts, who has been a defensive coordinator for quite some time, he has mentored a lot of coaches who have been on LSU staff. This is a guy who's going to go into this and say, look, I am not under any circumstance going to let Jaden Daniels go out there and beat me. But the good thing about it, and Brian Kelly brought this up earlier uh, in the the week, is LSU has a game breaker at running back. I felt early in the season last year, you know, I went back and I, I looked at some of the issues that we had offensively. You go back to the Florida State game to start 2021 and there were so many instances in that game where we had a running back in open field and we had a running back run clean through the hole and that running back just could not break an arm tackle and the biggest difference is Logan Diggs is making a lot of people miss now as the season moved on Noah Kane and, and Josh Williams in particular started breaking a ton of tackles. But right out of the gate, Logan Diggs has been the guy who has given LSU that oomph that it desperately needed in the running game. I still think Josh Williams is a big-time SEC running back. It's just Logan Diggs is so freaking good. He's playing so freaking good right now. And because he had such a heavy load last week, I could see a world where you do see a little bit more Josh Williams this week. Maybe a little bit of Caleb Jackson this week. But for me, those are the only three ball carriers I want touching the football. You saw last week where LSU just kind of phased John Emery out, um, but you still could see him. And of course, last year, John Emery had his best game versus Auburn. Uh, we probably don't win that game 
without John Emery. We say hi to Jacob. We say hi to Jason, Skipper, um, Esteban. Uh, go hard or go home says uh, Josh Dreams was not big time. Man, I look, I, I had the same opinion you did before last season. I did. Go look at the Florida game. Go look at the Alabama game, and you would have a vastly different opinion. He's not as good as Logan Diggs, though. I would say that. So, obviously, you look at Auburn, their rush defense has been not as good as their pass defense. Their pass defense is actually pretty good. Jalen Simpson is their star safety, and he looks good. And I know it's weird uh, when a safety has a number like 36 in college. Um, He didn't get one of those sexy single-digit numbers. But that's partly because he is a guy that busted out this year, okay? I don't think anyone predicted Jalen Simpson to have the year that he's had for Auburn. But number 36 is a guy you need to keep an eye out for on defense. So hopefully we get out there. Hopefully uh, we're still able to get vertical in our passing game. And once again, if you are a member of the PHL Patreon, I did show the advanced numbers today that LSU is doing on offense. Um, Their RPO percentage, all that good stuff, if you want to check it out. Patreon.com slash LSU football, and you get a Joe Burrow card from yours truly. Okay? So, we keep it going. Side to Player X. Side to Forbes. But, yeah, if you have eight scholarship running backs in the room, uh, Josh, you, 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 you get lost in the shuffle sometimes. So, um... Got some really cool giveaways coming up here on PHL. Don't forget, if we get to 100 in Supers, we'll give out a Terrace Marshall refractor right here. If we get to 150, we'll give out this huge Derek Stingley slab right here. Gold number to 10 Derek Stingley card. So there you go. Um, Now, next thing. I've touched on the two topics that I wanted to start today's show with. I do want to chat, and we normally do on these Wednesday night shows, um, we we begin to start chatting a little bit more about all the other games in the SEC. So the truth is, last week was probably the biggest week in the SEC. Um, you know, especially if you consider Texas, Oklahoma, um, just that. This week doesn't have as many marquee matchups, but... Unlike last week, every team in the SEC is playing another SEC team. So you take a look at this. Um, I want you to give me your lock of the week this next weekend. I think that Tennessee line, uh, a three-point favorite. Um, I'm going to be real with you. The game that really hurt me, and I didn't actually play it, but Texas A&M, not beating Alabama hurt me because I had Texas A&M playing LSU for the whole shebang on Thanksgiving weekend, and it's probably not going to happen now. Um, but you never really know. You you, you really, really, really don't. Uh, but 
Jimbo Fisher punting on fourth and one in plus territory versus Alabama has to go down as one of the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen. But throughout the SEC, should be a crazy, crazy, crazy weekend. And you see this LSU line at 11. It opened at around 13. It's uh, it's very, very interesting to see uh, you know all these games this weekend. So take a look at the top 25 matchups. Obviously, the biggest game this weekend is Washington and Oregon, a 2.30 kickoff. I'll be tuning in to that one. Michael Penix versus Bo Nix. That could be a Heisman battle. And then, of course, you have USC and Notre Dame. And I think I read somewhere, I think the basketball nerds would like to hear this. The five top college basketball programs are all ranked. UCLA is ranked, Duke is ranked, North Carolina is ranked, Kentucky is ranked, Kansas is ranked. And that doesn't include Louisville, which is also uh, a, a big-time basketball school. That's absolutely crazy. Um, and, of course, Oregon State had that crazy run to the, uh, the Elite Eight recently. Still, uh pretty nuts times. I truly do believe when it's all said and done, when this year is over, this will be the best college football season of all time. I think we're going to look back at this season as one that is very historic. Now, type Y for yes, type in for no, if you can hear me loud and clear. I always want to make sure you guys are hearing these lovely golden pipes. Uh, I'm getting chubby, so I went on my first run uh, in a while. Got some shoes from Varsity in Baton Rouge. Ooh, they're cozy, man. I tried these new Brooks out. I used to run Brooks, and uh, they're good on my little tootsies. Uh, so there you go. Now, um, I'll give you some SEC locks towards the end, but what I want you to do, any LSU football-related topic, I'll go straight to it. I kind of don't want to spend too much time on the secondary. Um, we all know they're not playing well. I don't want to get to the point where it sounds like we're piling on them at this point. Okay. But what I want to do is chat a little bit about uh, the LSU offense. We've already talked about Jane. We've already talked about Logan Diggs. But I do want to get into the LSU offensive line. So there was a debate last night about, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer and not having the dual threat ability going into next year. And look throughout college football, most of the elite quarterbacks can run. Garrett is just not a runner. Um, I do think he can give us something next year when he is a full-time starter. I think he'll be able to run some. But the good thing is you see one area and I've been critical of Brian Kelly over this past week. And in particular, how he's ended a couple, a couple of these games, but one minor storyline that I do want to bring up, and this isn't just Brian Kelly. This is also Mike Dimbrock. And this is also Brad Davis. The LSU offensive line looks good. Okay. Not only do they look good, they're playing well. Okay, this was something that I felt with the LSU offensive lines over the past couple of seasons. Okay, so, you know, we can get into a bait about James Craig and go all the way back to Coach Dud, if you will. But I felt as if those offensive lines 
struggled to play smart. We, we struggled to pick up stunts. We were wildly inconsistent from play to play and from game to game. We had a lot of guys get banged up. We had a lot of guys get tired. And I understand it is so awesome when you have such elite quarterback play that it covers up the holes of your offensive line, especially one like Jaden who can run like the wind. But Brian Kelly is such a good head coach when it comes to having really good offensive line play. I will be very real with you. Okay. I shared this on the live stream. I was a little bit more forthright on Patreon about this. I was concerned about our guards, very concerned about our offensive guards. I thought Emory Jones is going to be great at right tackle. I thought Will Campbell was going to be great at left tackle. And I thought Charles Turner was going to be Charles Turner at center. Okay. Miles Frazier was wildly inconsistent last year. He had some really good games and then he had some rough games like Florida State last year, like Arkansas last year, and so on. And then he also had games like Alabama last year where he was fantastic. But when that Florida State game happened, Miles Frazier had a rough game. It was a tough matchup. He was going against, you know, a lot of the same defensive linemen he went up against the year before. And he struggled. I was like, oh my God, I think. I think we're going to have to do something here. And, man, he has kicked it into high gear. But when I tell you, I was worried about Garrett Dellinger going into the season. Delly had been a, a mostly good LSU offensive lineman, but he had not been great. And where he really struggled was going up against the best of the best. When Garrett Dellinger went up against someone of his caliber, he was fine. When he went up against, obviously, a Jalen Carter, it was tough. When he went up against Texas A&M, it was tough because those are the four and five stars. This year, there has not been an instant, not a single one, that any one of you have said, we need to do something about Garrett Dellinger. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's been Lyle Collins, but, God, he's been consistent. He's been good. One thing I really like about him is he can objectively say that he has started at every position on the offensive line before he got here. Now, not every single position, but as a true freshman, he started at offensive tackle. As a true sophomore, he started at center, and then he settled in at guard. And he has been so freaking solid, so freaking solid. Now, why do I bring this up? Why did I want to get into the LSU offensive line at this point? Okay. Why? Well, annually, Auburn tears us up in the trenches. They just do. It's one of the main reasons why we have struggled. And this is me reiterating what we talked about uh, from, from last night. The reason why our yard per play numbers go under average versus Auburn every season is because we can't move them in the trenches. I, I shared a bunch of theories as to why last year, but truth be told, Auburn's had Derrick Brown. They had Hall last year. They've had Carl Lawson. They've had Big Cat Bryant. I mean, they've had dudes. Okay, we, We've always known Auburn has been a really good defensive line factory. Okay, and even the guys that don't go to the NFL and become good, they, they they've just always been very solid there. 
this is a big game for our guards. You go back to 2019 LSU. We could not protect Joe Burrow up the middle, especially early in that game. And Damian Lewis was a mother effing dude. And he was getting blown back into Joe Burrow a lot. Yeah, I, I thought for a second, I mean, Damian Lewis could have been ejected for targeting how hard he hit Joe Burrow. Because it, 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 it was it was crazy. It was, it was I was like, wow. And we did a whole video actually on that earlier this year. Best drive in LSU history. In fact, if you just go to the Power Hour LSU like home YouTube page, it's our highlighted video. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So, and D. Lou is a beast. Absolute beast. So, this is going to be a big game for offensive guards. Big, big, big game. Because I think what Ron Roberts is going to do is he is going to give us really light boxes. And he is going to say, try and run on us first. Okay. And if we can run, we'll win. Let's go to Pegasus here. He says, can I just say, like Mississippi State, I just don't think Auburn is good. That might be the case, Pegasus. So, do you think the 27-20 game versus Georgia was a fluke? Uh, the, the thing that concerns me about that, Pegasus, is not necessarily if Auburn is as bad as Mississippi State. They could just be garbage. They have not thrown for 100 yards in a game. It's normally a sign of a team that's not that good. The issue here, even though we had to go to Mississippi State and we are playing a home game here versus Auburn, is the bye week. Okay? That bye week is is so huge because you got to you got to remember this is it's not just that we've played games recently we we played in some track meets okay Ole Miss our defense played 88 plays now last week I think we only played 68 I think that was the number I'd have to go look it up again um so two straight weeks of that and you got to remember, as Brian Kelly hammered our heads uh, all offseason, we're not that deep of a team. We're just not. So it's crazy. It's crazy. We got a big debate about Arkansas here. Yeah, we do an Arkansas show Thursday nights on the SEC channel. Yeah, Brambo, I I don't think I don't I don't think they're gonna be competitive versus Alabama. I I I, I uh, trust me. I would love to see them go down. And it would be very good for us. Okay. It would be very good for us if 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 Arkansas can compete with Alabama. But I am here to tell you that that Arkansas offensive line is horrible. Horrible. Okay. Um they 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 they're they're bad. They're so bad. And now they're banged up. Um that's just a brutal matchup for them. Brutal. 
I will say this to defend Arkansas. And we're going to get back into LSU because I, I do a whole Arkansas show Thursday nights. I would love anybody, anybody to research this because I guarantee you it did not happen at the high school level. And I can guarantee you this did not happen at the NFL level. But Arkansas is currently on a four-game road trip. That's crap you hear in the NBA, in the MLB. Uh, a four-game road trip. Could you imagine playing four road games in a row? Now, one of those was a neutral, but that was in Dallas when they were playing Texas A&M. And the four games? Oh, yeah. <laughs> LSU. Then Texas A&M. Then Ole Miss. Now Alabama. So three top 10 recruiters and Lane Kiffin. And here's the thing. They've not gotten blown out really in any of the games. <laughs> Two one possession games. Four game road trip. You think it's uh, KJ? Yeah, he's not, he's not playing the best, but Jason, I trust you, I, I do Arkansas film studies, not as deep and detailed as the LSU ones. Nobody's getting open. His best receiver is a transfer from Texas A&M Commerce, okay? His other good receiver is a tight end who got hurt. He's a true freshman. His offensive line is garbage. His offensive coordinator's not that good. Um. It's a brand new system, okay? I never thought Will Rogers was good, but I'm going to defend him. You know, when you're playing a new system, it's tough. But I guarantee you, I don't think it's a quarterback. I do not think it's a quarterback. He's got everything going against him. His star running back got hurt, and he's probably still hurt. Uh, it, it's just a it's just a garbage situation. Jason, no, I, I mean. Did you see it? Did you see him versus LSU? I mean, he does lock on to his receivers, but that's that's the thing. You got him back there trying to trying to play like Peyton Manning. You know? Like you would never have Peyton Manning run an RPO offense, and you would never have freaking KJ Jefferson run a drop back offense. But anyway, I want to talk LSU after Razorbacks. Okay. Um, and not after Razorbacks. Actually, I don't dislike Arkansas. And I would love to see them beat Alabama. Now, we've already beaten Arkansas. You want them to win. Now, man, I see this all the time. Are you kidding me? You're saying he's not that smart? Come on, Jason. What, you, you got his algebra grades? Just because you don't look good in a new offense doesn't mean you're not smart. 
Yeah. Takeo Spikes picked Auburn to upset us. Where did Takeo Spikes play, Joshua? Is JD at this point the second best QB in LSU history? I think he is. I do. I do. I do. Call me biased, Homer, whatever. And like I've said before, me and Bert Jones have a strong mutual friend. I've met Bert uh, multiple occasions. Like Bert, I got some of his autograph stuff back here. Uh, so, yeah. So Armani says, next year, LSU closes out four away games. That's interesting uh, because they've not released when the games are, are being played yet. Um, I pulled up right here. Ah, I see what you're doing. No, they've not released the dates of the games yet, so we don't know uh, when the road or home games are going to be. So, yeah, I see what you guys did. You went to the LSU schedule, and you just saw it, and you didn't see the TBA. So there is no um, schedule that's been released yet. I have no idea what happened. I think you're just going to have to see me. I think my camera just went out. (laughs) Huh? 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 Let me see. I'm going to go to the fancy camera. Yeah. Let me see. I, th- I think it's when I tried to share the screen. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, actually, that looks a little bit better. I see my face. I can see this thing. Huh? 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 Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where... They won't. Re- I don't think they're going to release the dates um, until I would. I would guess towards the end of this year. I think they wouldn't wait till the off season. That's not really that much time. Okay, so uh, it is about that time for our friends at Louisiana Controls. Coming up after this. Does LSU run the table? PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. 
So um, right here by Madhouse, I like the decision to blitz. I would prefer to it just be a zero, though, which means there is no safety over the top. So we decide to go cover one here, and it's clear man coverage. It's clear that we're actually bringing everybody. And when you actually go zero blitz, there's always going to be one extra person versus their protection. But since we only bring six, there are six people to block six. And this year, we've just not been able to get off blocks. Either way, this is a pretty quick developing play. And this has been our best play offensively and their best play offensively, which is just a simple slot fade. Now, this isn't a true slot fade because they stack their receivers, but it is, in theory, just a fade. This is what they have been throwing. And if you're Zy Alexander, you have got to be ready for this, okay? You've got to be ready for this um, this fade. Truth be told, we dropped an open or a really good throw on first. This time he actually catches it. Zai's just got to do a better job of making a play there. All right, so Missouri on this two-point conversion elects to go with the swinging gate, okay? Sage Ryan is the furthest most contained defender, and he is responsible for any receiver going to the flats. But you'll see right here, he's, he's very slow to react. He might just be responsible for this guy. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but they decide to do a, a little split zone action out of it, and he's just late, uh, you are the furthest most contained defender. We're also late getting over the top here. And Brady Cook is just able to run this in for a two-point conversion. We need Sage to make a play here. And uh, that was a very difficult play, all things considered. And they score. So there you go. little film study for you. Oh, that's all good, Walter. I, I think a lot of people uh, see, uh, saw, see that, and they're, they're thinking the same thing. Oh, my goodness, we're starting the end of the season with uh, four road games. Uh, LSU would never let that happen. So, Tyler, Trivia Tyler is back. So, Tyler would always Venmo us trivia questions. And he is the president of the Nest Bus fan club. So there you go. Let's go to Andrew Berliet. When an 11 and 2 SEC champion get the cold shoulder from the playoff committee, no way. Oh, uh, they could. They could. I mean, obviously. Oklahoma would need to win out. USC, if they're undefeated, they're getting in. Or any Pac-12 team, if they're undefeated, they're getting in. Michigan or Ohio State, if they're undefeated, they're getting in. And Florida State, if they're undefeated, they're getting in. All of those schools undefeated are getting in over 11-2 and two LSU. Now, Andrew, the truth to that is college football would actually like that. They would. Now, I know that that goes counterintuitive because, you know, the SEC has some of the biggest fan bases. But two things would happen. Number one, it would make folks nationally say, okay, it's not just the SEC that dominates the sport. And the second thing, Andrew, 
would be it would then make the college football playoff committee say, look, we needed to expand. We needed more slots so we can get all these great teams on in. And that would be good for them. And that would be a lot for someone like me who wants to keep the playoff at four. I think six actually would be the perfect number. Eight would be fine with me as well. But it's it's wild to think. Absolutely wild to think. So, 11-2 SEC champion. Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Let's go to Hazard. EGG. I feel like if our defense can just improve by at least 15%, we can win out in the West. 15%. That's that's a good chunk right there, right? So uh, what we gave up, 40 points or 39 points. You can just say 40 as, as a whole. So 15% would be what, like a like three points uh, uh, of that, I think, three to seven-ish points. You're right. You know, we just got to get some stops. One DB who can tackle probably changes the outcome of the Ole Miss game. So, there you go. Let's see. All right. Joshua will be fine against Army. If there's one thing Brian Kelly has proved throughout his career, is he beats the teams he's supposed to beat. Okay. Tyler, thank you for the super chat. Our first super chat. Let's go straight to it. How many games has the second best QB in America? Or how many? Oh, this is the the trivia question here. How many passes... Has the second best quarterback in America, Garrett Nussmeyer. Or no, 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 excuse me. Tyler's trivia question is how many games has Garrett Nussmeyer thrown a pass in this season? Okay. That is the trivia question today. How many games has Garrett Nussmeyer thrown a pass this season? I know the answer to this one. Pierce says three. How many games has Garrett Nussbein thrown a pass this season? Is Tyler's trivia question. And the answer is three. Okay. He threw a pass versus Grambling. He threw a pass versus Mississippi State. And he threw a pass versus Missouri. Black OT says, I was there for that game. So, Dr. Morgan, just lurking. Good to see you. 
Here you go, Tyler. I love the I love the Venmo trivia. I appreciate you. Okay, now where I want to go next. The LSU defense. Okay, if y'all want to talk about that, it's perfectly fine. I truly do believe the LSU defense is in a spot where they can bounce back versus Auburn. You're going to be at home. You got a winning mentality. You got some winning momentum. You won this last game. So the Tiger Stadium crowd is going to show out. I think that crowd noise can potentially help this LSU defense get going. Okay? Something else is Mason Smith did take a huge step in the right direction uh, this past weekend versus Missouri. And you also saw the LSU defense as a whole have other people step up. We saw Harold Perkins have his best game. So hopefully we get to see an LSU defense that continues to build on what they had going in the second half of that game. Major Burns getting a pick six. Maybe that does something for his competence. Uh, yeah, for, for, for his confidence. Yeah, Dwayne, I think the answer to that is 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 two. I think he completed one versus uh, Mississippi State, and, and he completed uh, a few versus um, Rambling. <laughs> Tyler says, I'm not sure at this point we could stop Zachary High. Hey. Zachary's got freaking Tradez Green on there. Now, we get to the Wednesday night portion. Okay. I am not an expert. Okay. God's the only expert, Kenny, as Charles Barkley will famously say. But I do want to show you this weekend's SEC games. Okay. Uh, I've cooled off a little bit. On some of my picks. Um, but let's run through them here. One of my favorite plays last week was Georgia versus Kentucky. Um, but now I look at this board. And I'm just not in love with a whole lot of it here. Um, you know, I am leaning Auburn to cover versus LSU. I'm also more so picking the over in this game, uh, LSU versus Auburn. I just think at this point, you can't not take the over in a game where Jaden Daniels is playing this well and the LSU defense is playing this poorly. What will change from Auburn and Missouri? Well, Auburn is going on the road, and Auburn doesn't have the same receiving core as Missouri has. That still doesn't mean we can't stop them, or that we can stop them. Excuse me. I still like the over in LSU-Auburn. 60 and a half, it does look like a lot for a team that is not thrown for 100 yards versus a Power 5 team. But right now, can we say that we're fielding a power five defense at this point? I'm not sure. So I'm going to go the over here for LSU Auburn. Another play I'm I'm leaning here is 
the over for Missouri-Kentucky. I don't know why, because everything else would point to this like an under. You know, Kentucky missed some shots in that Georgia game. But I don't know. I, I just think... I just, I just think we'll see some scoring in this. I really do. I know Kentucky normally plays ugly, not fun to watch games. So you could easily see this being like a twenty-seven to seventeen kind of game. But I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm leaning over here. I, I don't know exactly why. Um, but as far as against the number is concerned, man, Alabama versus Arkansas. Both teams coming off an emotional last week. It's always scary to see a number being as big as 20 and an over-under being as low as 46.5. But I think Alabama is about to freaking destroy them. There you go. I appreciate that, Dwayne. Yeah. On the SEC channel, I did a referee video on Jason Autry. Is he the worst referee in the history of college football? He can make a strong case. Now, for the rest of the slate here, how are you guys feeling about Oregon versus Washington? We got an over-under of 67.5. This game was so freaking good last year. It was a Pac-12 after dark game, but this game will be watched by many. You got two really good quarterbacks here. Man, Notre Dame, USC, the line is up to three in favor of Notre Dame. That's just weird to me. So weird. Um it seemed like a sucker play to take the lower ranked team getting three or laying three Jason going against his own species. Sauce Boy says, I'm going with Michael Penix. God, Oklahoma State getting three at home versus Kansas. Hmm. Here's a weird one. Florida State 17 and a half at home versus Syracuse. The weird thing about Florida State is there's not really been a whole lot of games they've had this year, but they've looked unbelievably impressive. Now, they've won every single game, and you give them credit. But they've, and, and last week they ended up covering, but I'm telling you, they have just not looked all that great. In a lot of games this year. It's very strange. Okay. Um, they've not looked nearly as good. Um, 
as he did in that second half versus us. Still a very dangerous team. Still a team I think that can win the college football playoff. But now what we know about the LSU defense, maybe Florida State is a little overvalued. Okay. Do you think Syracuse can play them close? Taking a look at Syracuse schedule here. Coming off a blow a few blowout losses here. 40 to 7, 31 to 14. They started 5 and 0. It's crazy. Chatting five, what's good, man? Sauce Boys got USC covering. I don't know. I don't I don't know. That just seems like a game that Notre Dame is gonna win by ten. Um but yeah, dang, Syracuse is always a weird program. Like last year, they should have beat Clemson. <coughs> they should have beat Clemson a few times. Um, but for whatever reason. Oh, God. 75% of the public is in on Syracuse. Dwayne always lets us know what side the public is on. Something else that's crazy, Dwayne, is in the NFL, through five weeks, the public, the public has been cruising. How weird is that? The public. Let's go to one of our many patrons, Player X. Yeah, you know, one thing Pete fixed was, you know, just getting us closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, That was a question I got a lot of last week. When I played D-line, I never did that. I I like being on the ball. But it's very bizarre. Um, And I hope you're right. Hopefully it does trickle down to uh, some of our other units. Let's go to Race Bannon. Uh, Is this what the... Dr. Quest is is what what show what show is this? Uh tell Dr. Quest. Any update on JD Fives Johnny Quest, that's it. Any update on Johnny Five, uh, Johnny Five. JD5's health. So Brian Kelly said on Tuesday or on Monday that he was a full participant at practice on Tuesday. I've not heard anything in, in terms of his uh, his status. Now, I will say, if I did drop something, if he was hurt, my phone would absolutely be blowing up right now. 
So yeah. Now I'll answer this for my guy Donald. Okay. I hear a lot of talk about Auburn's defense. How good is their offense? Okay. So let's start with their quarterbacks. And what we're going to do is we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Auburn tomorrow. Uh, Their two quarterbacks are number one, Peyton Thorne, and number nine, Robbie Ashford. Okay, Robbie Ashford was a quarterback we played last year. Had a pretty up-and-down game, 6.3 yards per play. Um, The interceptions weren't really his fault. He did have a big turnover that allowed us to get going. Um, But, yeah, you know, I, I think Robbie is an amazing athlete. He can really run. Um. Peyton Thorne can run too. The one thing that was very interesting is Peyton Thorne broke off a lot of runs versus Georgia's defense. And he is not near the athlete that Ashford is. Okay. So we got to be ready for that. Their zone read game is really good. Now their running backs are really good football players. Okay. In particular, Jarquez Hunter, number 27. I can make a case that he is the best running back we have played up to this point. I could also state that we've only played one team that hasn't had a great running back up to this point. And that was because Arkansas's running back was hurt. So up to this point, we've played a lot of teams that have had good RBs. Trey Benson, we played Trey Benson. Um, and then, of course, we played Cody Schrader last week. A few weeks ago, we played Quinshawn and Ulysses Bentley. And then, obviously, we went up against Jaquavius Marks. And the one thing that all of them had in common is they all broke off long runs versus us. Okay? Not so much Benson until, you know, the game was out of reach. But Schrader went off on us. Um, obviously, Quinshawn and Ulysses Bentley went off on us. And... Jaquavius Marks had, you know, essentially their entire offense versus us. So we better be ready for it because Jarquez Hunters had some big runs versus us. And you got to remember, they've had Tank Bigsby. So the last couple of years, he's been their backup. Um, but the truth is they, they don't really have a whole lot in the passing game. Jay Fair, number five, is their best receiver. Uh, their offensive line is fine, not good, not great. Uh, not just awful like their offensive lines in years past have been. That was one thing that uh, they could never really quite get going at Auburn is their offensive line play was just pitiful these last couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper into a few things that they like to do on tomorrow's live stream. How about that? So here's what we're going to do. In the next five-ish minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you do Super Chat, we'll keep this party going all night. I, I don't I don't feel like leaving. But we like to keep this one for about an hour. Okay? That's true, Pegasus. Jaden is a tough son of a gun. 
Trina says, are we going to cover? What's up, TT? Good to see you, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you have an offense as good as LSU's, you definitely have a chance of, of covering. You do. You really, really, really do. It's just going to be tough with them coming off a bye. Okay? That's all there is to it. Uh, dang, 83% of the public bet is on Kentucky. Hmm. Wanted to show you guys this right here. This is wild. Highest graded QB on 20 plus throws this season is Jaden Daniels. I think the key has been him going to the Steph Curry mouthpiece thing. Look at that. It's a whole vibe right here. Let's go, Jaden. 824 likes. JD5. I'll tell you this about Missouri. Okay. This is part of the reason why I like Kentucky. All right. You guys know I'm anti-Mark Stoops. Don't like him. Don't like him. And this week he blamed his fans for not ponying up enough money so he could compete with Georgia. Okay. Um, so, you know, like a stat line doesn't always tell a full story about how good a quarterback plays. So, like this last week. Lamar Jackson threw for like 150 yards, no touchdowns and one pick, and they lost. They only put up 10 points. But he was pro football focused as highest graded quarterback because he had eight drops. Okay, he had some balls put right on the money, and they just dropped them. Okay, and um, and yeah, it was it was weird, very weird. Brady Cook to start the game put some freaking balls on the money. He threw some dimes. He also had a ton of drops. But what I would also tell you is for a quarterback who's been a multiple-year starter and one who can run, his pocket presence was abysmal versus us. He had a few instances where he could have stepped up and, and ran for some yards. Instead, he... Just threw it away, took a sack or or whatever. The final sack, the strip sack, he kind of ran into it. And then he also stares down his receiver, okay? I cannot tell you how many games Kentucky has won at home by simply getting huge turnovers. It drives me crazy how many they get. They get pick sixes. They get scooping scores. They get... All kinds of crazy stuff. Exactly, Forbes. 
to your point. Put it to rest. Now, I love the Wednesday nights. I love one hour and we're out. Appreciate all our top super chatters tonight. We had only one on Venmo, none on YouTube. Um, big shout out to Tyler. I really appreciate it. Type Y if you are going to be at the Thursday night live stream at 815 Central. Type Y right now. Let me see. Exactly, Pegasus. He was like, God, they're so easy. I'm just going to stare guys down and just chunk that thing in the direction of Luther Burton. I'm just going to find them and just throw it. Mm. All right. We'll see you then. Don't forget, sign up for Patreon today. You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. You get my advanced Auburn preview. You also get my score prediction for LSU Auburn on my Patreon right now. It is power hour LSU bell. And tonight we're doing lamb burgers. Let's go. <laughs>